Hey, business building warrior, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. It's just you and me hanging out today. If you're new around here, most of our episodes include a guest. Most of the time, that guest is a successful student from our community that we interview and they tell their story of how they got into e-commerce, how they discovered our content, and how that education and content has changed their life, the business they've launched, the success they're having, the challenges they're facing, that sort of thing. That's most of our episodes. If you haven't heard five or 10 of those yet, you're really missing out. Those are great episodes. But today, it's just me hanging out with a top 10 list. I was giving it some thought. And while you may have heard me say many or most of these things in various places over time, I've never really compiled my top 10 list of running a physical product business online, my top 10 list of the rules, almost the the 10 commandments, if you will, of running a physical sales business, selling physical products, 10 things you really need to know. The chances of you succeeding go up dramatically if you pay attention to this list. And the chances of you failing goes up dramatically if you ignore this list. It's a pretty useful list. I think you'll agree. If you disagree with me on any of the points I'm making, I would love to hear from you. If you think it's a useful list, I'd love to hear from you. You can get over to silentgym.com. That's the website. I'll spell it out, the word silent, and then the letters J-I-M. That's me, Jim, silentgym.com. And you can find information on how to contact us, information about our coaching program, our flagship course for Amazon training for all levels, the proven Amazon course. There's a link to that there as well. And we'd love to hear from you. So let's jump into the top 10 list. So as I like to do with lists, typically when I've got a list to share with you, I'll read through it as fast as I can without explaining a whole lot. And then we'll go through again in order and dive deeper into each of the points. I'll try not to make this a lengthy episode for you, just something you can contemplate, think about, and hopefully easily implement into your business, again, to give you the greatest odds of success. And let me set it up just a little bit more. What qualifies me to dive into this list? Our organization, there's about 100 of us on our team. We have 60 coaches, all of whom run very successful e-commerce businesses selling physical products online on multiple platforms with an emphasis on Amazon. That's where the vast majority of the action is in our community because that's where the vast majority of transactions are happening online every day. Almost half of all transactions online in the United States are happening on Amazon when it comes to retail. So that's where we teach our students how to go. Our basic system, we teach you how to find underserved listings on Amazon and sell alongside the other sellers who are already there making money. And you just kind of jump in next to them, make a little room for yourself, and you're making money now too. We teach you how to find and recognize and then sell against those listings. We've taught 10,000 people through our coaching program over the last 18 years, which makes it one of the longest running coaching programs in the world of e-commerce, if not the longest running e-commerce coaching program. Many of the experts and authors and podcasts that you hear out there, well, those are people that started out in our community 5, 10, 15 years ago, and they've now gone on to do beautiful things. And we love seeing that happen. But we've been doing this a long time. So the observations that we've made as a team, as a community of content creators and coaches, people running successful e-commerce businesses, hundreds of millions of dollars, probably far more than that, sold between those of us and our leadership team and the relationships we have in our core group, 
we've learned some lessons. That's what qualifies me to go through this top 10 list. So this isn't something I just randomly brainstormed up after six months of experience. I've got 20 years of e-commerce experience, 18 of those years teaching other people how to do what I'm doing. So we've been doing this a while. And this list is also filtered through a lens of the biblical values that are so important around here. You hear us mention that from time to time, regardless of your worldview, there are timeless nuggets of wisdom in that book that if applied to your business and your life, you will live a better, more successful, healthier life, more profitable, better relationships. You'll look forward to the day more than you would otherwise, find it easier to have a sense of optimism and encouragement about the future. These principles just work and it plays out over and over and over again. So with all that foundation being laid, that's what we're all about around here. Let's jump into the top 10 list. I'll read through it, like I said, once real quick, and then I'll dive into each one of them more quickly. Uh, point number one, selling physical products online can be everything that you want your e-commerce business to be, meaning it can be an automated, hands-free set it, forget it, and it just runs business. It doesn't start that way day one, but you absolutely can build that with a physical products business. And we'll describe why that is. Point number two, don't waste your time chasing shiny objects bouncing from one idea to another. Point number three, it's vital that you know your numbers. Don't fly on instincts and guesses. You got to know your numbers if you're selling physical products. Number four, don't get emotional about your products. Don't sell things you're passionate about. Sell what the market wants. Number five, you have to be a part of a community and grow with that community. Lone wolves don't last. Number six, there's as much opportunity out there as you want to pursue in this industry when it comes to selling physical products on the internet, specifically starting with Amazon. It is a blue ocean of opportunity. We see success around here as candlelight, not cake. And I'll explain what that means if you haven't heard me talk about that before when we get to number six. Number seven, there are no shortcuts. There's some things you're going to have to learn. Slow and steady wins the race. Keep moving in the right direction. You will build something beautiful eventually. Number eight, relationships and reputation matter greatly. Number nine, Know the rules of the platforms you're on and just plan on having multiple income streams over time. Don't get so focused on one strategy that you get stuck in a rut, tied to one platform, unaware of the rules of the game that you're playing, and one day that platform suddenly doesn't like you and you take a big hit. That's just not necessary. Don't play the game that way. And number 10, be inspired by the success of others not discouraged by the success of others or intimidated or upset when you see other people thriving. Learn from those people. So let's go through that top 10 list with a little more in-depth explanation on each of those 10 points. And I think I'll have a, a pretty solid episode for you today with something for just about everyone who will ever hear this to consider, at least a handful of things you've never heard before and some good specific tips for those 10 that I just gave you. Number one, an e-commerce business selling physical products can be everything you want in a business, including that whole magical set it and forget it, work from anywhere, flexible hours, 
don't operate with the assumption that just because you're selling physical products, it means you have to go to the store every day, go to yard sales every day, put tape on boxes every day, deal with returns every day. No, you don't have to do those things. Now, you certainly can. It's an option. And there's many people in our community who are thrilled to do those things because it represents way more freedom of schedule and lifestyle than, say, a nine to five job where you get up at six in the morning every day and you're at work by 8 a.m. or eight, yeah, 8 a.m. you're at work and then, you know, hour lunch and you're not home till six or seven to see your family and, and you're helping someone else make money while getting paid a salary that's probably just not quite enough. Well, if you contrast that lifestyle with rushing from store to store and scanning barcodes and hitting yard sales and selling a few random items per day to a few people around the world, that's a nice option. But Physical product sales online doesn't have to be a whirlwind of activity every day. I haven't touched box tape in months. And we've got a robust business selling on Amazon, eBay, Facebook Marketplace, Walmart. I've got five of my family members that work at our warehouse and people who love the job they have. They're just looking for a job. They're not necessarily entrepreneurs. They want a routine. They show up, get paid, do their work, have fun, hanging out with good people. That's awesome but that's not you. You want a business. And so you're thinking to yourself, well, if the business is just something where I've got to hustle all around town and put tape on boxes all day, every day, I don't know if I want to do that. When you're learning the business, you will need to do a little bit of that. You can quickly scale into using prep centers, for example, people that do the prep for you. You can use a little old lady across the street who's got an extra room in her spare bedroom. She could be your prep station have her put tape on boxes and pack the stuff and send it, ship things when orders come in. It doesn't have to be you. It can be fully automated. You can take your business in your pocket, anywhere there's internet, continue running your business smoothly with the models that we teach. It doesn't start there day one, but you can quickly build into that. There is work. There is a bit of a learning curve, but it's nothing too intimidating. We've seen people move in a matter of just a few months from doing it all themselves having a fully automated team in place that does all the heavy lifting, all the day-to-day activity. I mean, we have a Proven Replens VA program. That's a website, provenreplensva.com. We'll stick a link in the show notes for you. That's where we have virtual assistants trained how to source profitable products based on the strategies that we teach around here. You can hire one of them. Now you're not spending your time looking for inventory not even spending time online. You can take pictures in stores and send it to your virtual assistant. They'll scroll through and look for items that meet your qualifications. It can be a fully automated business. Those VAs, by the way, they cost you about $4 per hour in the Philippines, which spends for them like about $25 to $30 per hour in the US. It's a great job for them. They're providing a valuable service to you, freeing you up. That's how so many people in our community have completely automated their e-commerce, physical product business. So number one, it can be everything you want in an automated online income. It can be that e-commerce business that you've dreamed about that gives you flexibility. And for so many people in this community, including hundreds of recent interviews right on this podcast, just scroll back in time, go to silentgym.com, listen to some of the past episodes. You'll hear dozens of recent episodes of people talking about their journey into what I just described. I could talk forever on each of these points. I'm not going to. Let's move on to number two. Don't chase shiny objects. Do not bounce from idea to idea. So many times, entrepreneurs, we have this curse where those new ideas that we had yesterday or today, 
seem to carry more weight in our mind and we give them more room and more space in our life than the stuff that we just know works. That's kind of boring. I don't know if I want to work on that anymore. I don't know if I want to scale that anymore. I don't know if I want to concentrate on that anymore. Every idea sounds great when somebody kind of scribbles it out on a napkin for you. It's like, yeah, all I do is I check my numbers once a week and I I hired this dropship team and and they do everything. It just sounds like a great opportunity. I'm going to jump in and try that. They only need $10,000. I'm going to go for it. Oh, that didn't work out. Here's what I'm going to do instead. I've got this $2,000 idea over here. Oh, I saw this YouTube video over there. I'm going to combine these three ideas that I saw these guys doing. And no, you can just bounce everywhere and just burn through cash. Part of the beauty of being an entrepreneur is we can process ideas quickly. Part of the curse of being an entrepreneur is sometimes we process so many ideas so quickly that we don't stop and focus on the right ones long enough to make things happen. Don't bounce around. If you feel like you're bouncing, you're doing it wrong. We've taught thousands of people how to launch successful businesses on Amazon. It is work. There's going to be a little bit of blood, sweat, and tears involved, but you're on the most successful website in world history where more customers every day in the United States buy products by far than any other website in world history, and you're meeting the needs by bringing products to listings that are underserved. There's very low risk involved here. We teach you how to Proceed with caution and build very slowly, very stably, build something beautiful at your own pace with the time and hours that you have. Focus on that for a few months and watch what happens instead of bouncing all over the place. Don't chase shiny objects. Now, you will want to have multiple income streams, and we will talk about that. It was number nine, and there's no conflict between being focused and bolting down one idea at a time and having multiple income streams. It's just a matter of time and focus. If you try to build multiple income streams simultaneously, launching all of them, it won't work. If you build them one at a time, it works beautifully. That's the difference. Don't bounce all over the place. Focus in on something that works. I would propose the proven Amazon course, the new seller strategies inside that. Amazon 101 is the module you start with. After that, you learn the replens model. After that, there's dozens of directions you can go to continue building, scaling, and adding streams based on the e-commerce models and the Amazon selling models that we've taught for years around here. The Proven Amazon course is coming up on 12 years. That's how long we've had it. It keeps getting better. New modules added in constantly, old stuff purged out. That's where you should go. Number three, know your numbers. One of the big mistakes that I see a lot of people make is they see something sitting on a shelf for $10 and they look on Amazon and see, oh, it sells for $22. That's great. That means I'm going to make $12, 22 minus 10, 12. That's great. Or maybe there'll be a few fees. I'll still make at least, I don't know, eight or $10. So they take it home and they do all that has to be done and they sell it and they get all excited. Then they look and they actually lost a couple dollars by the time they add it all up. If they knew their numbers and they were understanding of the the concept that we say around here all the time. They understood the fact that you make your money when you buy your inventory. That means you know all your numbers up front. What's this going to cost me to ship it in? What are the fees associated when a sale is made? What fees are Amazon going to keep? Right? You know all these numbers. And we've got these general rules of thumb where you're generally pretty safe if you buy something for $10 and sell it for $30 you're probably going to make about $10 because Amazon's going to keep about a third of the sale price. That's a pretty safe, exaggerated margin that Amazon's going to keep a lot of the time. But that's a good safe round number, but that's not good enough to run a business. 
you need to really know your numbers. That's why we get excited about tools like Seller Board, for example, one of the great sponsors of this program. You can go to silentgym.com slash numbers and see more about them and the service they provide that really helps you know what fees am I paying? Is this profitable? That's why we love tools like Rev Seller. Rev Seller is a app, uh, excuse me, it's a plugin for Chrome that sits right on your desktop and it shows you exactly what your fees are going to be for any item that you're considering selling on Amazon. So you're sitting on amazon.com, just like a shopper would be scrolling around, but there's a little plug-in extension that puts a nice graphic right on top of your, every amazon.com listing and shows you, hey, if you were to sell this item, here's your fees, here's how much it costs, here's your profit margin at different price points. If I buy it for $5, how much money do I make? If I buy it for $8, how much money do I make? And so you can know in real time how profitable any given item is. I'll stick a link to a uh, rev seller as well, making myself a note. So in the show notes, if you go to silentgym.com, look up this episode, there'll be show notes, there'll be links to everything I'm talking about today. Those are some good sponsors of our group. Those will be affiliate links, by the way, for the tools that I'm mentioning. Uh, so we'll get a couple bucks if you end up buying through our link. You don't have to use our link, go around it if you want to, but uh, that's products that we recommend regardless of whether you use our affiliate link or not. So know your numbers. And perhaps one of the things I have to say before I move on to point four, when it comes to knowing your numbers, is work with a good local small business accountant. You need to find one. Those are just always good people to know. Find someone who's been doing small business accounting for a couple decades. Some e-commerce experience is nice, not 100% necessary. They can figure it out. A business is a business to them. A business is just numbers. Money flowing in, money flowing out. And they can really help you get those numbers on track to where you can see visually where you stand and how your business is doing, where your weaknesses are. A good accountant is invaluable. And yeah, there's some great resources floating around in our community as well for people who's kind of specialized with e-commerce marketing, accounting, but any small accountant is far better than trying to do it on your own. So number four, after we talked about number three, know your numbers. Number four, don't get emotionally attached to your products. Nobody cares what you're passionate about online. They just don't care. <laughs> if you start with, what am I interested in? What am I passionate about? What do I want to sell? I would feel really good if I woke up every day knowing that I sell product X. It would make me feel good. Don't make your business about making you feel good. You need to learn how to feel good by making your customers happy. As long as the product you're selling doesn't violate your ethical standards, isn't breaking any laws of some some sort, then yeah, sell what customers want. That's the beauty of our model. It starts off saying, hey, we don't really care what your passions or interests are necessarily because you can do those in all your spare time that you're going to have once you have a profitable business working flexible hours. You can pursue all those passions and interests and those may turn into something beautiful. That's awesome. Go for it. You may even make some great money doing some of those things. That's beautiful. But in the meantime, there's bills to pay. You got to eat. You got to keep a roof over your head. How are you going to do that? Well, let's find a whole bunch of customers that we can make happy who are excited to pay us. You'll become very passionate about collecting those certificates of gratitude if you help them find the stuff they're looking for. That's the replens model that we teach. That's the proven Amazon course. We help you get on Amazon, find the underserved listings that you can sell right against. There's no emotional attachment to any of the products. You'll find yourself not even looking at the products themselves, the boxes, the packages, the colors, what they're used for, the, their utility is irrelevant. It's, hey, people buy this. 
they pay $50 for it. They're eager to pay $50 for it. A whole bunch of people every month are paying $50 for this random widget. I don't even know what it does, but I do know I can source it for $12. So I'm gonna go buy some. I'm gonna sell it to happy customers for 50. I don't care what it does. I don't need one myself. I'll never buy one or use one. When I look at the box, I have no idea what it even, what the function is, what it tastes like, what it looks like inside the box. If it's food, I don't care. All I know is people want it. So if I can source it for significantly less than what they're paying for on in e-commerce, on Amazon, hey, I'm going to go source some and sell it. That needs to be your approach. Because if you start off with what you're passionate about, it may work out. It does work out sometimes. And we love to hear those stories. We love to watch the Shark Tank TV show. Ever since I was a kid, I wanted to sell slime, you know, and put slime in a little toy and squeeze that slime and kids love it. And I loved it. And Every kid I've shown it to loves it. And I put my blood, sweat, and tears, and heart, and soul, and life, and inventing this fun new slime toy. And I love playing with it with my kids every day. And now I just need a whole bunch of money so I can hopefully find some people who care about my passion, this slime toy, whatever it is. I'm just making this up as I go, if you can't tell. But that's great. God bless them. I hope it works out. But I'm saying I would much rather fund my passions by selling to eager customers who already want what I have and then I can experiment later once I've got that stability. That's the whole point of number four. Don't become emotionally attached or emotionally involved with your products. Products will come and go. Replins will come and go. But if you have a whole bunch of them and most of them are winners, some of them are trailing off, you know, a handful are losers, so you liquidate those. That's the game. Jump in. You can hear episode after episode of this podcast, Scrolling Back in Time, of people doing just that. A whole bunch of people doing really well, doing just what I described. No emotional attachment whatsoever to their products. Very emotionally attached to the success of their business, however, because that allows them to spend their time doing the things they are passionate about, the hobbies, the interests they have. And a lot of them have become very passionate about helping other people succeed on Amazon. They become coaches on our team. We love the opportunity and what it represents. Hey, sorry for the short interruption, but you're going to love what I have to share with you. Let's talk about seller board. As an Amazon seller, do you know your numbers? Are you tracking your profit and loss by ASIN? Cost of goods sold. How accurate are your numbers? Seller board helps you get extremely accurate. Starting at just $15 per month, you can know when to buy products, when not to buy products which ones are profitable, which ones aren't, you can really start to dial in your Amazon business. Get over to silentgym.com slash numbers and check out the latest fantastic sponsor to this program. So many Amazon sellers in our community are using it. I'm thrilled that they've become a sponsor of this program. Thanks, Seller Board. Go check out their offer, silentgym.com slash numbers. No emotional attachment whatsoever to their products very emotionally attached to the success of their business, however, because that allows them to spend their time doing the things they are passionate about, the hobbies, the interests they have. And a lot of them have become very passionate about helping other people succeed on Amazon. They become coaches on our team. We love the opportunity and what it represents. Number five, it's a good lead in. Find a community and grow with that community. If you try to do this all by yourself, if your impression of e-commerce is, I can just kind of sit here behind my computer and 
my glowing keyboard and the world will leave me alone. Just somebody tell me what buttons to hit so I can make some money. That's not how the real world works. There's plenty of people who will try to sell you a system by convincing you that that's what they have to offer you. But if you look for, say, a podcast where hundreds of their students have been interviewed and talking about how the systems work, you're not going to find it because it doesn't exist, because their customers aren't succeeding. Anybody who tells you that you can isolate yourself and succeed in business, they don't know what they're talking about. That's not how it works. Relationships and community are the key. It's vital. So our community, I would propose to you, you need to plug in there. Even if just virtually in our Facebook group, we've got 71,000 members in our free Facebook group. There's a link at silentgym.com. That website, the word silent and then J-I-M, that's me, silentgym.com. Jump in our free Facebook group. See what I'm talking about. We have over 1,500 tagged success stories in there every day. Dozens of posts, people asking questions, sharing wins, sharing challenges. It's a very positive place that also tackles with full transparency the challenges that our members are running into every day. And you'll love being a part of it. So find a community, grow with that community, contribute to that community. The beautiful thing about this community, one of the many beautiful aspects of it is when someone figures out a new strategy or new technique, as I'll share in uh, the next point that I'm about to make, we share it because we see success as something that's available in abundance. And we like to reward people who bring those kind of ideas to the table. I mean, would you pay a few dollars to somebody who could teach you in an hour how to put an extra few thousand dollars a month in the bank, would you pay them a few dollars? Yeah, there's a whole bunch of people in our group that would do that. So once we've tested and vetted and proven your idea and shown that it works, and we've demonstrated with evidence that, yeah, this, this is a viable, good idea. Let's teach it to everyone else because we believe it's a blue ocean of opportunity out there. What do I mean by blue ocean? Well, sometimes that's best illustrated by point number six next on my list. Success is like candlelight, not cake. What do you mean by that, Jim? What's blue ocean? What's this candlelight cake thing? What are you talking about? Well, let's imagine that success can be represented two different ways. Let's represent it by a cake on one hand and by candlelight on the other hand. And everybody has a view of success as one or the other. And if you're not sure what your view is, odds are, if you've been listening to our culture, you've gone through our public education system, you've Watch the movies and entertainment that talk about business and how evil profit is and how evil it is to be a, a wealthy business owner, you probably see success as a cake. Our culture pounds it into our head every day. What that means is imagine about you know 500 hungry people and a cake sitting on a table in the middle of the room and we're all standing around the edge of the room and then suddenly someone sounds the go horn and everyone races to the middle of the table to get their piece of the cake. Well, the last guy there obviously isn't going to get any cake. The first five or six people get some cake. And after that, everyone else is kind of just out of luck. Sorry, no cake for you. You are too late. A lot of people see success in business, success in life in general as a cake. It's a scarcity mindset. There's only so much out there. And because there's some people who have more than I do, that means they're the fortunate ones. I was too late. I'm not smart enough. I'm not fast enough, I didn't have the right parents or the right education, or I don't live in the right part of town or whatever your list of excuses are. Part of the beauty of this community, by the way, is the fact that whatever your list of excuses are, 
we can quickly find somebody who has a longer list of excuses. They have all your same excuses plus 10 or 15 other really good ones. And they're building an amazing business because they decided one day that success isn't like cake. It's more like candlelight. That's what we believe in our community. And that's what we teach. That's what we encourage. That's why there's so much positivity and success. With candles, just like a beautiful candlelight service that we had at our church right before Christmas Eve. You know, we started with the pastor lit one candle up on stage and he said, all right, let's, uh, let's just take our time. You know, we're, we're not going to light a whole bunch of candles up here. We're just going to, you know, take one and light one candle up front. And before long, a room with hundreds of people in it, it took, I don't know, 45 seconds and hundreds of people had a lit candle and the room was just glowing bright. After all the lights have been turned off, the room is just glowing bright. We see success that way. It didn't, it didn't take any of the flame away from our pastor to light his candle and to light somebody else's. It didn't take any flame away as it spread. No one lost anything. The room just got brighter. The opportunity got bigger. That's how we see success. It's like candlelight. Costs us nothing to spread the ideas. So that's what we do. Find a community that thinks that way, get in that community. And if your head isn't straight on that yet, you're going to have to fix your head. Because if you see profit as a bad word, as an evil thing, you're going to undermine yourself every step of the way. Your subconscious will not allow you to tackle projects vigorously if you see them and think of them as lacking in virtue. If you feel guilty selling a product to an excited, happy customer who would have paid you far more than they did for the product, why would they pay you if they didn't want it? Why would they pay that amount of money if that wasn't worth it to them? That's what the free market is. They are free to walk away. That's how I see a free market. That's the definition of a free market. The customer is free to walk away from any price or product that they don't want. <laughs> the door's right there. So if they do decide to stay and to give you their money voluntarily, that means they wanted the product. And especially that's true if they give you a great review later. That's what the business is, selling products to people that really want them and they'll buy it again if given the chance. That's the free market at work and you're now participating. Keep in mind thoughts like this. And you may want to rewind and write this down after I say it if you've never heard me say it before. Here's the statement. It is impossible to run a profitable business without dramatically improving the lives of countless individuals you will never meet. I'll say it one more time. It is impossible to run a profitable business without dramatically improving the lives of countless individuals, most of whom you will never even meet, let alone your happy customers. Jump into that game. Get your head straight when it comes to success. Number seven, there are no shortcuts. Slow and steady wins the race. Don't try to find a magic course, button, guru, expert coaching where you're just gonna set it and forget it. And finally, I've got the business of my dreams. I hit the right buttons one day. Maybe it took me a week or two, but you know, a month, I don't want to work that hard. No, running a business always will be work. You're always going to need to be in growth mode. There's no shortcuts. If a business isn't growing, it's dying. You are now keeping an airplane in flight, working on it while it's in flight, keeping it going. All things worth having require work, risk, long-term commitment, relationships, your marriage, your health. Anything worth having, friendships, your own money, your own bank account. Is your net worth more now or was it more three years ago? That's a trajectory. Draw that out over time. What do things look like as we move forward in time? Your business is the same way. 
there'll be a trajectory there. You're in charge of that trajectory and it will require fighting the forces of gravity that are working against pulling your business under. And there'll always be something new popping up. That's the way the world works. Those aren't great things to say if you're trying to sell somebody, convince somebody into buying your $10,000 course, which we don't have. Our flagship course is a, you know, about a dollar a day, the proven Amazon course. That's it. But if someone's trying to sell you a super expensive course, one of the last things they're going to tell you is how much work and how hard this is going to be a year, two years, three years from now. Business is work. They just want to sell you the course. That's not what we do here. We paint a very realistic picture. It's a mindset. Running a business means you're either putting people in place who manage the daily operations and the things that got to be done, or you're doing it yourself. As one of my mentors, Rabbi Daniel Lappin says frequently, I love this quote of his, one of the secrets to success in life, perhaps the greatest secret to success in life, in business, in health, relationships, in marriage, is doing what has to be done when it has to be done. Don't procrastinate. Don't put it off. Do what has to be done when it has to be done. Someone's got to be doing the stuff that no one wants to do. That's why it's important that you don't start off trying to do something that you're passionate about. Because even if it's something you're passionate about, there's going to be those edges of the just the part you don't like doing that require discipline and focus and doing the stuff that has to be done when it has to be done. There's no shortcuts. So don't look for them. Stop wasting your time looking for that shortcut magic button. It doesn't exist. Number eight, we talked about finding a good community already back in point number five. But let's talk a little more specifically about relationships, reputation, that sort of thing. If you aren't adding more names to the list of people that you know, like, and trust, who also know, like, and trust you, if that list isn't constantly growing, you're not doing business the right way, and you won't last very long. You will crash and burn. That's rule number eight. It will happen. I've seen it over and over and over again almost no exceptions. You can last a little while, but you're not going to last very long. The people who know, like, and trust you, that list needs to be growing. The people that you know, like, and trust, that list needs to be growing. That requires time. That requires relationship, proximity, getting together, spending time talking, maybe not about just business, masterminds, People near you who run small businesses, maybe they're not even into e-commerce, get to know them. Those connections, those conversations lead to incredible opportunities. Your good reputation that you have among those individuals is your, if not your greatest asset, one of the greatest assets you will ever have. Biblically, it says it's better than gold to have a good reputation. Number nine, multiple income streams. So you need to know the rules of the platforms that you're on and be fully aware that you're playing by the rules that they established. And if they don't like you anymore for some reason one day, man, they, things could take a pivot. That's why we love having guys like Jeff Schick in our community. He is an Amazon policy expert, legal expert. Any challenges you run into, he can help you navigate it. But some of the most nervous, scared people I've ever talked to over the 20 years of doing e-commerce, the people who their account is shut down. Now, back when it was just eBay, those were truly scary, sad conversations. I mean, I even took some eBay corporate types to task one time in a live like town hall type meeting and I stood up and challenged them and asked them, asked them some really hard questions. I, you know, I actually pointed my finger at the stage and they had some CEO level folks on the stage and I, I appreciated them making themselves available. I was respectful about it, but I said, is there anything that you guys could do about the following scenario. And I want to know how you feel about this scenario. 
So there's people in this room right now. And I said, you know, raise your hand if this is true once you hear me say it so the people on the stage can see that this is valid, that you wake up every day hoping that you still have an eBay account because you've become reliant on that as a seller and you want to do things the right way and you want to have happy customers and you don't want to violate any of eBay's policies. But you've heard the stories of people whose accounts have just vanished unexplicably and they can't get it back and there's no recourse. And that bothers you literally every day when you wake up. That's one of the first things you do is you nervously go and hope that your account still exists. And I said, show of hands, almost every hand in the room went up and the people on the stage kind of gasped and sat back and had little response. It was, it was kind of a cool moment. And Amazon certainly isn't that way. It has a bit of a reputation for being that way, but it's, it's not. It's overstated. It's overblown. 99% of the people who get suspended on Amazon are back very quickly. That's again why we love having a guy like Jeff Schick to help us navigate those sorts of things. But the fact remains that you're operating on someone else's platform in their sandbox on their playground the vast majority of the time because that's where all the eyeballs are. It makes sense. But that's also why you need to build multiple income streams over time. So that expertise that you grow, launching your own business on Amazon, successfully automating it, putting people in place, You've got your prep being handled by someone else. They're putting tape on boxes for you. You've got your research being done where people are finding profitable products for you. Someone else is maybe doing the buying. Someone's monitoring your account for any issues. You've stepped back. Hey, you know what? You could start coaching other people how to do this. Maybe become a coach on our team. Maybe get onto some other platforms. Maybe look for some of your fast moving products and reach out to the wholesale or the distributor, become a consultant, help them sell more of their products online. Maybe set up a website with them or for them. Maybe set up a Shopify site or you private label some of those products and you get your own version. You white label some of those hot sellers and now it's your product and you go through some of the legal loopholes or the the legal red tape, I should say, of getting your own branded trademark. Never do that as a new seller. But over time, these are things you can do. Set up bundles, do some consulting, get those multiple income streams going, multiple platforms, multiple relationships multiple income streams, but take them on one at a time. Don't bounce around like crazy trying to launch them all at once. Focus on one, get it stable, get the income predictably profitably rolling in, put good people in in charge that you can manage and work well with, and then step on to the next opportunities. Okay, what's next? This is the final one. Number 10, this is a personal challenge. This is something that will hold you back because it makes a lot of the other things I've discussed today impossible if you can't handle this one. And it's this, be excited to surround yourself with people who are more successful than you are. Don't be discouraged by it. Don't be intimidated by it. You know, one of those sayings that I'm, you know, I'm not quite sure how I feel about is comparison is the thief of joy. Well, you need to get yourself to the point where you can compare where you are with where someone else is and think, is that something I want? Is there something they have that I could aspire to? What did they do differently that I'm doing that got them there? Is there something random going on? And in that case, I just need to avoid the the jealousy and the envy that might come with me looking where they are. Or is there a system that they know of? Is there something that I could learn from them where I could start to have more of what they have? Because that's something that I would like to have. That's something that I need in my life. My business needs to grow, not fail. Their business is growing while mine's failing. I think I'll go learn something from them. You make a friend, you have a conversation, you learn from those people who are succeeding. Don't be intimidated by them. Don't be put off by them. 
Don't be upset or angered by them. Don't be jealous about it. Don't think, well, they just must have some things going right in their life and it's completely random. No, people who succeed over the long term by following some of the other things that you heard me talk about today, there's some people worth getting to know. So congratulate them. Find it in your heart to be excited for them. Think of success like candlelight, not cake. Are you upset to walk into a room with an unlit candle and everyone else's candle is lit? Are you upset? Do you stand there with your unlit candle? Or do you just walk up to someone and say, hey, you know what? <laughs> I've got this unlit candle here. What do you say? You mind if I lean my wick in there? Hey, no problem. The vast majority of successful people are eager and excited if they know you're serious. So maybe here's a good illustration of how I know people are serious because I do hear from a good number of people who say things, you know, people, old friends from high school, you know, they come across my podcast and like, hey, I saw that guy's name back when, you know, he was, he was just a dude trying to figure this thing out 20 years ago, just like me. And I haven't figured it out yet, but there he is. He's got his podcast, 100,000 downloads a month, a Facebook group of 70,000 people. I think I'm going to send him a message and the message comes in my inbox and it looks something like this. Hey, I love to pick your brain. Can I take you to lunch sometime? And you know, as much as I'd love to do five lunches a day, every day of the week, I've got to separate out who's serious, who can truly represent a good investment of my time, not meaning what's in it for me necessarily, although there better be something in it for me, not just you, but what's in it for us. Are we both going to truly win here? Or am I I just going to spend two or three hours telling somebody some of the best advice I know how to give them, and they're just going to bounce off to the next shiny object, you know, take someone else to lunch the next day and someone different the next day and just kind of, I'm considering 50 different options for my life right now. And you're one of the people whose time I wanted to waste for a few hours. I don't know the difference. Here's how I tell. Here's what I tell people. And maybe you should do this too. Try this. If you have people reaching out to you, noticing you're succeeding and they're wanting to be inspired by your success and you want to be that candle that lights other candles, here's a very valid answer. This is what I say. I say, hey, why don't you go listen to 10 or 20 podcast episodes? I've got a podcast. Here's the link. Or you can say, hey, here's, here's some podcasts that I like. Put ours on the list, I hope. You say, go listen to 10 or 20 episodes of these podcasts. Take a few notes on the episodes. What stood out to you? What questions do you have? What observations you make? What did, how did you feel after listening to these? What ideas do you have? Just jot a, jot a page down, you know, a page of notes. And then once you've done that, you know, shoot me a note. I'd, I'd be happy to go to lunch with you and answer like your top five questions that you generated. Because that tells me that, you're seriously interested, you've done some homework, you've done your research, and now you're somebody who will truly benefit and value the time vested. If that person really likes what they've heard, hey, don't hesitate to take payment in exchange. The only thing, you have to think of money as a form of gratitude. It is a reciprocal relationship that can last and sustain if in exchange for value, there is something returned. Don't rob them of the opportunity to create a sustainable, reciprocal relationship by refusing to let them pay you for something that's going to change their life if you're helping them grow their business. First lunch, free conversation, whatever. Make sure they're serious. Don't waste your time. But this is all in the point number 10. Be inspired, not discouraged by the success of others. Approach them with confidence. Ask them questions. They're going to be helpful. They're going to want to help you. If they know you're serious, the vast majority of successful business people love helping other people succeed. There's nothing more rewarding. The only thing more rewarding than a very profitable day with happy customers is helping someone else learn how to do what you do in their business, creating their own happy, profitable business 
with happy customers, improving the lives of countless other people, most of whom they will never meet. That's what profitable businesses do. It's great when you can help other people do the same thing, right? Well, God bless you, business building warrior. This has been a fun episode. I got to wrap it up and get out of here, but it's been good hanging out with you today. If you could do me a favor, spread the word, tell other people about this program. We'd really appreciate that. Leave us a written review on iTunes. We love seeing those pop through from all over the world. And lastly, if you're not subscribed on iTunes, man, that'd be doing us a huge favor. That really helps us get the word out. If you subscribe on iTunes and every episode's downloaded automatically to your listening device, those subscribers is how they rank programs. So that keeps us up there at the top one or two podcast episodes in the arena of e-commerce and Amazon selling. We love seeing different countries around the world where our show is ranking very well, which it is. Blows our mind because of you spreading the word. So on behalf of the entire team, if you're listening to this around the new year, happy new year. Hey, it's just a flip of the page of the calendar. No need to make a big deal about it. Just keep right on rocking. It's another day of business. Back into the groove of normal uh, business routine. We love it. You know, December always kind of throws us off a little bit around here because there's, you know, so many breaks and vacations and time off. And as an entrepreneur, I don't know about you, but man, I'm eager to get back to normal. I can't wait for those normal Mondays to come back because that's when business is just booming again. And then we love seeing that happen around here. I hope you feel the same way too. Instead of looking forward to weekends, you start looking forward to Mondays when you're succeeding as an entrepreneur in e-commerce. But God bless you, business building warrior. We'll have another great episode for you again very soon. Talk to you then. Hey, thanks for hanging out today. Before I let you go, one short reminder. We are so grateful to our new sponsor to this program, Sellerboard. If you haven't checked them out yet, get over to silentgym.com slash numbers. This is the software that tells you if you're profitable or not. It helps you track all of your expenses, your KPIs, sales, refunds, advertising costs, all of it, profit, loss, This is tremendous software that fills a gap in the marketplace. Many successful sellers in our community are using this tool to help them know which of their products are profitable and which ones aren't. You'll love Sellerboard for just $15 a month starting. You can really dial in and know how your business is doing. Silentgym.com slash numbers. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.